This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. Wow, this is a crisp beginning. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something crisp, crisp it all, and you can't have any. It's really hard enunciating a crisp... On, on the mic without popping my pee. Yeah, the other day uh, I was working on a song and realized that um, I was dropping all the letters, letter H's at the beginning of words, like like I was doing a, a bad <laughs> fake Cockney accent just because it's harder to sing the H than, <laughs> than not sing it. And I listened back and I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well... I was going to try to find an H I could drop in the next sentence I was going to say, but I don't oh, think yeah. I have one. Uh, anyway, I, I this, hear is, you. this is sp- Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious. Heat it all. <laughs> I added an H. <laughs> and you can't have any. All right. And yeah. uh, I've got a Spilled Milk mug here full of Stash Super Mint Herbal Tea. And Ooh, that wow. is the subject of today's episode, Herbal Tea. Yes. Herbal tea. Uh, Today's episode was suggested by listener Ren. Thank you, listener Ren. We are thrilled to be talking about herbal tea today. Now, when I let's let's just hop right onto memory lane because I remember as a kid often hearing this referred to as herb tea, and I don't think I've heard that in the last thirty years, maybe. When I I saw that you people still say it, I think this is a Judy Amsterism. No, I don't think so. When I saw that you had written. AKA herb tea on the agenda. I was like, who calls it that? That sounds like slang for like weed that you've left out in the in the rain or something. Oh, someone left my weed out in the rain? That's <laughs> herb so sad. Tea. Um, I mean, like really herb tea or herb tea is like slang for bong water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, that, I get, right? I get it. <laughs> get um, it? Yeah, but I like I think maybe I remember my grandma saying it. That seems believable, right? Herb tea. I guess. I mean, if, when you, if you look at Wikipedia, it says often called herb tea. Does it really have the often there? Okay, let's look it just... up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't know things would be get so contentious <laughs> right at the beginning. Oftentimes uh, well, herb tea or the plain term tea is used as a reference to all sorts of herbal teas. Huh. Okay. Oftentimes, right, it said, not often. Oftentimes. <laughs> um, this morning, it, I learned that there's a video game called Dragon's Dogma, and uh, I'm getting more into video games these days, so probably there's going to be a new segment, but uh, I've not gotten Animal Crossing, although I might. Uh, but I imagine, I've not played this game Dragon's Dogma, but I imagine it being just like a dragon that sort of like lays out its philosophy and religious beliefs. <laughs> right? I was going to say, I was going to say the dragon will be like, gather around, children. Right. And then I guess you have a debate with it or something. Mm-hmm. It's going to issue a manifesto. If you've played this game and know what it's really about, good. Good for you. Okay. So wait a minute. Hold on. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. herbal tea isn't just known as herb tea. It's also known as herbal infusions or tisanes. Is it ever known as herbal essences? Um, probably. That was the probably. that's the shampoo, right? That's right. Okay, but hold on. We were going to start out on memory lane. You start because on this agenda, your memory lane literally fits on 
one yep, line, line and mine is like 18 lines of text. Okay, but <laughs> so I was, you start. Right. I, but I didn't write out literally all of my beliefs and uh, dogma about herb tea. I did. Okay. I did. So I remember, I think my earliest herbal tea memories are uh, stash licorice spice, which uh, my mom would give me like if I had a tummy ache. Mm. Either either that or 7-Up, maybe, maybe some of both. <laughs> maybe some sort of cocktail. Flat, what about flat Coke? I have heard of flat Coke being given as a home remedy, but we were not allowed to drink Coke and uh, we were never given a, like a substitute flat drink. Wait, hold on. Is there anything in your your child's life that they would look back and say, like, we were I was not allowed to eat oh, or drink blank? That's a good. No, we're very permissive. You're not permissive, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, so this morning they had cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast. Okay. Yeah, my child regularly has regular cinnamon toast for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I don't think June will look back on anything and be like, I wasn't allowed to eat or drink that. But what if she wanted to start drinking coffee? What would you say? Um, She could have decaf. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, what are you going to do? She likes black tea, so I keep decaf okay. black tea in the house. So do I. In fact, I have some right here because I wanted to debate whether it's herb tea or not. Now, oh, I've, okay. now I've started saying herb now tea. Now you're starting to like call it. it herb tea. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay, wait a minute. So should we just, should we tack back and forth here? You've let's, got your stash tack. licorice spice. Wow, licorice spice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, things are off to a good start. Okay. Well, Matthew, I think that before we go any further down either of our memory lanes, we need to say the word celestial seasoning. Yes. <laughs> because Celeste, if you, like us, grew up primarily in the 80s, and then you stopped growing up after the 80s. Yeah, after that, my growth was stunted. Yeah. You are very familiar with the old celestial seasonings tea box and the the range of celestial seasonings tea. Okay, so speaking of kids drinking coffee, remember did you ever have someone say like that if if you if a kid drinks coffee it will stunt their growth? Oh, people, yes, definitely. You're starting to think about that. Like, where, was the allegation that, like, if you let your kid drink coffee, they would grow up to be, like, really, really short? Yes. And, and it would be all because of the coffee? Like, what well, What was it exactly people were arguing there? I don't understand. There were so many things that could do so many bad things to uh, you. Like, you know, like you listen to Metallica and then you want to kill them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I listened to that Pearl Jam Jeremy song. Oh, yeah. And Say no more. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so Celestial Seasonings Red Zinger. My mom loved Celestial Seasonings Red Zinger, but I feel like it's one of those things where I heard about how much she loved it more than I saw her drink it. Okay. Like, my mom has this this memory that she brings up every single time the word red zinger is even just like floating through the air. Oh, like, that's, we'll yeah, be, that's a phrase that comes up a lot. It is. No, but we'll be like walking down the tea aisle and she'll be like, I remember this time when... Did we do this the, episode before? Because I feel like we've talked about red zinger. We've talked about red zinger a lot. Well, okay, so the that's thing fine. is, is is that my parents used to ski when I was a kid. And in Oklahoma, there are not very many places to ski. And so everybody goes to Colorado. And we would occasionally go to Snowmass, Colorado. And my mom has some sort of a memory that she cannot shake of making either oatmeal cookies or ginger cookies. I can't remember which they were. Mm -hmm. And sitting in like this condo in Snowmass on like a snowy afternoon, feeling extremely content with a cup of red zinger tea and whichever type of cookie this was. I like, I like, that's a nice memory. And like, I have heard of Snowmass Colorado, but I haven't stopped to like think about what a funny name it is until now. And I'm enjoying that as well. When you imagine your equivalent of like a snowy afternoon Mm -hmm. with red zinger and let's say oatmeal cookies, what is your equivalent of that memory? I imagine immediately Swiss Miss hot cocoa. Hmm. Like that would be definitely the thing I would have wanted as a kid. Just like the no, basic. No, no, no. This is as an adult. Oh, my as an mom adult. Was in a, my oh, mom okay. was an adult sitting around in a condo in oh. snow mask, contentedly sipping red, red zinger and eating oatmeal cookies. I'm going to say um, mulled wine and... Um, you never drink mulled wine? Of course wine? I never drink what mulled wine. What are you talking about? Didn't we do a mulled wine episode though? We I have, did. I haven't, I haven't did. had any since then. 
Wait, I, but Matthew, okay. hold on. Haven't you had any moments recently? So we had a lot of yeah. snow this past winter. Didn't you have any moments in it where you were sitting contentedly in your apartment with your loved ones, drinking X and eating Y? Yeah, so I'm going to say, like, drinking green tea, which is my favorite beverage other than water, and probably eating a homemade chocolate chip cookie. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Like, I think I think it's underappreciated. Like, have we done a green tea episode, or did we decide not to because it would just be, like, me droning on interminably? I think that the latter. Okay, but maybe we should anyway. I think um, we should. I think we should. Like, if people, if people haven't gotten used to my interminable drone at this point, like after people 7,000 episodes. People love your interminable drone. Yeah. I do. Did you get a drone for Christmas? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to continue on. Okay? So, so wait, no, wait, I, but I was, I was going to say, I think people, <laughs> it's underappreciated uh, how, how well green tea and especially like a nice bitter green tea goes with like an American dessert, like a chocolate chip Ooh, cookie. Okay. Okay. Fun. I like the thought of that. Fun. That is the definition of fun. Like when I, <laughs> when I think of like, like pulling a real bender. It's definitely going to involve Japanese tea and a cookie. Yeah. Okay, Matthew, what's next on your memory lane? I see you have Red Zinger as well. I definitely remember Red Zinger and then learning much later that it was red from hibiscus leaves. I I don't remember like a specific context. I remember being given chamomile tea like as a sleep aid and also sleepy time tea. Mm, I love the phrase sleepy time. I know. Or the word sleepy time. I don't even remember like who makes sleep. It's probably Celestial Seasonings also, right? You say sleepy time a couple times. Sleepy time tea. Sleepy time. Sleepy time. (laughs) Okay, all the listeners are asleep. We can wrap the presents now. <laughs> um, and, and we can like do do all the nasty stuff that we don't, don't want to do while the listeners are watching. Okay, there's nobody here. Let's let's just end this episode. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I'm Molly. I want cookies. Um, okay, no, but go ahead. Oh, so, so I was going to say Celestial Seasonings, I think, has like the best tea names, right? Didn't they sleepy do sleepy time, time? Is a celestial seasonings tea, but what else do they have? That well, they have, has they have a name? Uh, morning thunder, which I think has caffeine. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I started to to uh, to Google uh, celestial seasonings just just space, and uh, the first that was suggested was celestial seasonings morning thunder, uh, sleepy time, and celestial seasonings cult. <laughs> So that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the episode. Sleepy time tea and the little known religion behind it. <laughs> oh, my God. Do we need to do a whole are we is this going to turn into like a you're wrong about like you're I wrong about celestial so. seasonings like that thing we always it's talk about about the, the uh, the Oneida that Oneida silverware was like a like a free love religious colony in like the late 19th century. And, and they started making silverware. Oh my God! Hold on, Let, we have to do this. There's Can a Planet Money some... episode. Okay, so like, just talk oh, about that kind of thing. Planet Money beat us to the Oneida silverware cult. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, but what about the Celestial Seasonings cult? Um, okay, so wait, If it's a good story, don't tell it. We're going to do a whole other episode. Okay, great. Well, yeah, it's it sounds like a good story. So let's do that, and we can talk about the Oneida thing also. Like what. You know, I think probably all the true crime podcasts are like someone read a true crime book and now we're going to talk about it on our podcast and and maybe mention the author. So, like, I think we can do that. Okay. Okay. That wasn't fair. I've never listened to a true crime podcast. Probably they do a lot of original research and detective work. Wait a minute. You have never listened to a true crime podcast? That's not true. true. I listened to half of Serial and they got bored. Wow. Okay. Okay, Matthew. We'll talk about this some (laughs) other time. Okay. Hold on. I want to go back to chamomile tea. Back to sleepy time. So... I have always had a tendency to burn my mouth easily on hot things. And I was not a daily coffee drinker until I was probably in my 30s, like my early 30s. And that's why you're tall. Uh, That is why I'm tall. (laughs) I'm the tallest woman in my family at five foot five. Okay. Yeah. Um, No, what I was going to say is I've always liked the taste of coffee, but sort of as a residual of being kind of a straight edger in mm-hmm. in my teens and then not liking hot beverages because I burned my mouth all the time. I did not drink uh, like hot beverages much in college, but I do remember my senior year going through a phase. So I lived in an apartment on campus with my friend Keaton and Keaton was a big tea drinker, like a, a black tea drinker. And sure. I remember 
I decided I wanted a morning beverage. And so the morning beverage <laughs> I chose was chamomile tea. Nice. And I drank chamomile tea in the morning for months. It was like my thing my senior year of college That's and if cute. that doesn't say everything you need to yeah, know about me as a college student wow i don't know what will and i would buy it loose for god's sake like not even in a tea bag i was like a snooty chamomile tea drinker wow you, so you buy like loose loose chamomile flowers did yeah, we do that buds. i think we did that we bought some buds for the uh for the chamomile episode I think we did. Yeah. But can you believe I drank, like, I, I, I've never found that chamomile makes me sleepy, obviously. <laughs> I was drinking it in the morning in college. Sure. I mean, I was always sleepy in the morning in college, so, like, I'm sure it wouldn't have helped. I feel like you were a much more normal college student than I was, was in the I? sense that you actually did rebellious things. I mean, Matthew, you dropped out of college, for God's sake. Yeah. I drank chamomile tea as a morning beverage. I don't know. It didn't feel very rebellious. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm going to go on because I have many more things. Oh, please. So good earth tea. I, I meant to kind of go deep in researching this and then yes. I got bored. But my, so Brandon's You say you didn't get to the part where you found out what kind of cult it is? Correct. <laughs> Brandon's family, they love good earth tea. And they are quite hippie-ish and um, don't drink any caffeine. So they have always kept the decaf version around because sure. Red Alert, everybody, Good Earth Tea, be, while being an herbal tea, does have actual tea leaves in it and is caffeinated. Right. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But anyway, yeah, okay, so hold on. The same is true of Market Spice Tea, popular in Seattle. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Now. I want to like move over to the uh, the herbal infusion category Please of herbal do. teas. So here we are. I'm back in college again. Okay. Okay. I, do, yeah, yeah. I don't really drink caffeine. Struggle with hot beverages. <laughs> I'm so fun. Okay. Well, when I there when is I went a to... word. Wait. Can I can I interrupt real quick? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I may have, I may have shared this before. There's a word in Japanese um, that that I love, uh, nekojita, which uh, mm -hmm. which means cat's tongue, and it refers to a person who who uh, is uh, has his mouth their mouth is uh, sensitive to hot beverages. Oh my gosh, I I love that. There's a word for this. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I went to, uh, as I've mentioned many times, I went to France for my junior year of college, and I was living with this host family, mm -hmm. and the subway station that we were closest to had this like beautiful art. Nouveau yes. uh, cafe right at the corner where the subway station was. And I was super charmed by the the decor of this cafe. And often I would finish school with like lots of time before I needed to be home for dinner. And I would want to like, you know, do the thing where you sit in a coffee house and do your homework. Yeah. But I would go do it at this like fancy ass looking, but very ordinary cafe near my subway stop. And anyway, I didn't want to have coffee. I didn't want to have alcohol because, again, loser. <laughs> and so what I would, I, I don't really think I was a loser. Yeah. I'm just exaggerating. What I chose to have was something I saw listed on the menu that I had never heard of before, which was a tisane. So basically, they took fresh herbs, steeped it in hot water, and that was the tisane. Okay, I'm glad you said it because when you said herbal and, infusions, what I imagined was fresh herbs versus dried yes. herbs. So I, it, it actually may have said in parentheses on the menu, or it may have said additionally infusion, like infusion. Mm -hmm. uh, the one I would order was verbena. So it was like lemon verbena, like just straight herbs in hot water. That and sounds I would sit great. There, it was so delicious. It would be like three o'clock in the afternoon. I would watch the world go by. It was only later, like at the dinner table, that I mentioned to my host siblings that this was something I loved to drink. And they told me that that those herbal infusions were only for old ladies. Sure, of course. So anyway, that was a really sweet time until my stupid host brothers ruined it. I love I love when kids say mean things. <laughs> I know. It's I kind know. of a favorite thing of mine. Uh, recently at work, someone reported um, that uh, her, her daughter said, uh, Mom, you don't have any friends. And if you do, it's probably because they feel sorry for you. 
<laughs> oh my how old is this child oh like 16 probably so oh, like, like I... classic like adolescent like really like twisting the knife where like wow. you know you can like take like i'm sure it, it like it was was like awful at the moment but then you can take a step back and, and sort of like admire enjoy yeah 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 um matthew have you ever had like moroccan sweet mint tea yes at, like a moroccan cafe yeah like at uh at there used to be a restaurant called marrakesh that was in Seattle and Portland. And I would go, I think I would go with my family and sometimes like with a friend's family when I was in high school. That's where I first had Bistia, the uh, mm. like crispy, oh like God, uh, chicken, so chicken uh, phyllo pie. Uh, and they would do, uh, they would pour um, mint tea into into like those ornate, uh, what, what do you call those glasses that have like the, like the well, metal? They had, like, the, yeah, they had either like, you know, gold paint on it, right, right. or or they would have like almost like a little metal, um, like frame. Yeah, like and they would pour the tea like like from a great height. Yes, yes, loved it. So when I was in Paris as a student, I had a friend who lived right near, um, like the the big Paris mosque. Okay, and I believe it was in the fifth arrondissement. So this was like two thousand. I was like you know twenty one years old or something. And anyway, she and I went one afternoon, and I remember we even got like a little bit you know fancied up to go to the cafe at the Grand Mosque of Paris, the tea salon there, and have sweet mint tea. And it was so That sounds awesome. Gorgeous. It was amazing. It I was amazing. I think the one time I've been to Paris, I think we stayed in the fifth. So yeah. but we did not go to the to the uh, cafe at the Grand Mosque. I have one other thing Please. that I have to say about places I did my homework in Paris. So I read in a guidebook about this place called Le Loire dans la Théière, which means the dormouse in the teapot. So wait, uh, Le Loire is is a dormouse. Yes, it doesn't a, have an that's e. That's a nice at word. The, yeah, it is nice. It doesn't have an e at the end like the river. But anyway, yes, Le Loire dans la Théière. And uh, anyway, it was it had like Alice in Wonderland murals all over sure. the wall. And it was very like shabby chic. Uh, it's still there, actually. I think it was in the third or the fourth. Nice. Anyway, I would go there and I would order a pot of chamomile tea. Sure. Again, me with the chamomile tea. I would order a pot of chamomile tea and they had all these outsized, uh, often American style baked goods there. So they had like a five inch tall lemon meringue pie, the best lemon meringue pie I've ever had. Uh, that was the first place in France that I ever saw a crumble. Oh, nice. Um, remember, remember when we talked about crumble? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, they had a whole bunch of like British and American style, like pies and tarts and things mm -hmm. like that. And I would go and I would sit there and I would have my chamomile tea and my fucking gigantic meringue lemon meringue pie and I would do my homework and that was the life. Oh, that sounds really good. Uh, can God, I, can it feels I add, like another lifetime. Yeah. Can I add a memory lane? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like please. anything like I, I, I know I told this story before that like a couple years ago I got invited to, uh, to like be a guest at, uh, in someone's English class at uh, Pacific Lutheran university, uh, mm -hmm. and to talk about novel writing, I think character development, and uh, which which is weird because like I wrote one one novel that was self published, but hey, you take what you can get, I guess. And uh, and like I went in like I had not been in a college classroom in a while, and I went in thinking, oh, like you know these these uh, college students, they're like young adults, not so different from me. And like they were like uh, it was a freshman <laughs> class, and they were just like children. Um, and so like that was really like the moment when I realized, oh, like like my college days are a very very long time ago now. <laughs> Yes. Um, I know. So it was it another is, life. It is such a... Well, Matthew, maybe we should... Um, we'll save this conversation about being old for, for, a, our, for other pod, our other episode. podcast, <laughs> Spilled Teeth. Our other podcast is called, just called Teeth? Spilled Teeth. Spilled... Oh, like, okay, right. Like our teeth. Uh, what's what's the, the little pellet you drop in a cup and then you put your teeth in there? And oh, I do that it. every day because I have a night guard to, to like prevent like tooth grinding. Uh, yeah, well, what's that? What's that little? What's that pellet you drop in the It's not dentine. It's, it's not uh, Alka Seltzer. It's you know, it's like, it, but it's denture it's, cleaner. It's not fixed. Effordent. 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 Yes. yes. Okay. So, so, um, so what, our <laughs> uh, other our spinoff show is going to be called uh, uh, the Effordent Years. Oh, I thought it was going to be called Spilled Teeth, and it's like we knocked over our glass of Effordent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spilled Teeth. The Effordent Years. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Matthew, I think we finally finished memory lane. No, I thought of another one. Uh, oh, so we're 25 I, I, minutes into the show. I wanted to give a shout out to, to uh, uh, Remedy Tees. Because, like, oh my God, Remedy Teas! The, yes, uh, the late lamented uh, tea cafe in, that was in my neighborhood in Seattle for it was open for eleven years. It closed maybe three years ago, probably more than you that. And, now, you and I used to write there. Yeah, you I wrote, wrote several you wrote entire books, books there. there. And I would usually get Japanese green tea, but like when I wanted, when I would go like in the evening or wanted something non-caffeinated, I would usually just get peppermint and have like a big pot of peppermint tea. And it was such a nice little cafe. Mm. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Uh, now that we've just spent 25 minutes talking about herbal teas, I think we should go back and talk about what they are. Okay. Really. Yeah, I've been wondering this whole time. Well, <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, an herbal tea is just any beverage that's made from the infusion or the smashing and boiling of fresh or Hang dry. Hang on a second. You just you you used a word here in the agenda and then tried to like just just like slink on by it without saying it. But I, I want to hear this word. The word and is I wanna... decoction. Okay, so I've heard this word before, but I don't think I knew that it meant like a smashing and boiling. Mm, it's much more complicated than that. Okay, I, sure. I, I simplified it. All right. But basically, what an herbal tea is is it's a fresh or dried plant part, whether flower, herb, spice, or other plant material that is either infused or sort of boiled in in hot water. And I guess infusing is also part of what happens when you boil plant matter in hot water. But anyway... I think of infusing as a little different from boiling. And like, I don't think this is like an actual definition, just like what pops into my head that I think infusing, I think like you pour boiling water over it and let it steep. But like, if you boil the stuff in the water, that's obviously still infusing, but it feels different. It's whether we're talking about an infusion or infusing, because don't, don't things from the plant infuse the hot water as it boils, but that's not the same thing as an infusion. Which yes, I think you're right. I don't you're know. Yeah, okay. Something. Let's go with that. Oh my god. Okay. I can't even believe we're going with any of this. <laughs> this is our most boring episode of Spilled Teeth yet. <laughs> no, but no. But this is episode one. Wait. Are we? Are we like switching right now from from <laughs> no. spilled milk to spilled teeth? The effort eight years. Okay. Hold on. So most herbal teas do not naturally contain caffeine, but we're going to put a little asterisk next to that, and we're going to come back to it. Okay. okay. But for now, let's let's just differentiate between herbal tea and what a lot of people call true tea, which is tea that's made from the cured leaves of the tea plant. Camellia sinensis. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, so some people find this confusing, and I think that this is why, like maybe some people, snooty people, insist on using the word tisan or herbal <laughs> infusion or whatever. So, so uh, sometimes because, snooty people use that word that you used earlier. Yes. Okay. Just exactly. Check. Exactly. Um, because, you know, if you're just saying like, would you like some herbal tea? Well, it is kind of weird. I mean, we have a tea plant, but there's no tea plant in this herbal tea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but, but and there's cares? also tea tree oil. That's true. Which is also different. It is different? It's, yeah, it's a totally different plant. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. To add confusion to all of this, Please. as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about good earth tea blend, uh, some herbal tea blends do contain actual tea, so like leaves of the tea plant. According to Wikipedia, we could actually call coffee 
an herbal tea because it's an infusion made. What from if a you plant? were the person at the at the party who goes around trying to convince people? You know, actually, <laughs> coffee. If you think about it, coffee is really an herbal tea. You know, this is you what would I would have done back room. when I was when I was uh, drinking chamomile tea uh, in the morning. I would have gone to parties and been like, "Oh, you think you're so cool because you drink coffee? It's basically an herbal tea." Yeah, and they would reply, "Yes, I do think I'm cool because I drink coffee." <laughs> Anyway, coffee is like by the definition of herbal tea, it is an herbal tea. But because it has a specific name, we call it by that specific name. Same thing with like mate or rooibos. I put a little stuff about rooibos on the on the agenda because I think it does seem like an herbal tea to me. Okay, Uh, but we can we can make we can do a separate rooibos episode maybe sometime either on this show or spilled teeth. Okay, okay. Uh, so, Matthew, uh, do you keep herbal teas around by any definition? Molly, I'm so glad you asked because I <laughs> went into our root cellar and I pulled out all of the herbal teas I could find. And I'm wow. going to show them to you now. We've okay. got Stash Super Mint, which is the one I'm drinking this morning. Okay. We've got Bigelow Orange and Spice. Okay. We've got PG Tips. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Is the Bigelow Orange and Spice, though, I think that's just a flavored black tea. I don't think so. Look at the ins- look at the I ingredients. Look at the instructions. Ready? Rose hips, spices, hibiscus, orange peel, roasted chicory, and natural orange flavors. Oh, you're right. You're okay. right. You win. But, but there are a lot of orange flavored black teas, so I don't yeah. blame you. Uh, I've got PG Tips decaf, which I don't think really counts. I but don't think that counts as an herbal tea, Matthew. I don't either, but I have been enjoying that lately, and I have stashed licorice spice. Okay, and would you say this is a typical array? Of this teas is a typical haul. Yeah. Okay. Or all. Um, so I I went to my, I have like a little tea bin um, and ours, wow, we have a lot of, of herbal teas. Get do you have, wait, when you say you have a tea bin, do you have like a little tray like you would see in, in an Airbnb or a hotel room that has like a like a lineup of tea bags and pa- tea packets? No, I always find I that so like that. satisfying. Me too. Oh, my God. Whenever we whenever I'm in a new Airbnb, I like love combing through the cabinets yes. and seeing like what tea they've chosen. I always feel that they have really gone the extra mile if they have sourced more than just your basic like twinings. Yeah. Tea packets. Is it twinings or twinnings? Have we had this conversation before? Because I, I would have know. said twinnings, but I have no justification either way. I have no idea. Maybe our listeners will let us know. Yeah. Okay. Twine in at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. <laughs> okay. So um, I have a number of those like traditional medicinals brands. Sure. Teas. Yeah. Throat coat is a big one in our house. We are never without throat coat. Do you? Okay. How do you feel about throat coat? I haven't had it in a long time. What's What's the alleged active ingredient? I think it's marshmallow root, slippery elm. Oh sure. Yep. And Ren- I think there's some licorice in there. <laughs> Organic throat coat tea supports throat health with renowned slippery elm. <laughs> um. <laughs> It really works. Okay. It really works. So we always have throat coat around. Uh, We always have either chamomile or nighty night, which is traditional medicinals version of sleepy time. Then we also always have Egyptian licorice tea made by Yogi. Oh, yeah. Uh, June loves that. So because licorice is a a dominant flavor in throat coat, Mm -hmm. To me, this Egyptian licorice kind of is evocative of throat coat, but without the need to have a sore throat. Oh, sure. You don't have to have a sore throat to drink throat coat, but I like to save it for then so it's special. Right. Now, I do find that because uh, licorice spice is the thing that I drink if I'm sick, like if I drink it when I'm not sick, it feels weird. Yeah. 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 I don't want to drink, even though I know I could drink throat coat anytime, I I, I don't want to drink it when I'm not sick. Yeah, Egyptian licorice we keep around. June loves it. June used to be big into peppermint Mm -hmm. tea. I don't think she's had it for years, but we still have some kicking around. And then, can I tell you, I have this real love for the uh, turmeric ginger tea made by Rishi. I've never had that. They used to sell it at Ballard Market, and now I can't seem to find, like, who carries this tea company. It's, like, kind of stupid expensive for, like, a grocery store tea. 
But anyway, it's delicious. Yeah, I, I want to get my hands on some of that. I always, I, you know, it's weird because I'm willing to throw down like $15 for three quarters of a pound of coffee beans. The and original yet when I spend tea. $10 on a coffee, what? the original herbal tea. <laughs> yes. And yet when I throw down like $10 at the grocery store on a box of herbal tea, I feel like a real yeah, idiot. Yeah, I know what you mean. But uh, but yeah, like spring for the good stuff. I give you permission. Well, thank you. What do they say? Thank you. Treat okay. yourself. Yeah, Matthew, that's what they say. Hashtag treat yourself. Okay. Got it. Okay, so Matthew, do you ever make tisanes <laughs> with fresh herbs? Come on, you can you can tell us. Uh, like not more than a few times a week. I don't think I've ever okay. done this. Yeah, me too. I've never done this. Like, either. but I mean, it sounds appealing. Like, and I've got like so much lemon verbena. I've got. <laughs> A lot of dill. Oh, God. That's how, How do you think that I, would be? As you know, I hate <laughs> dill. And, like, the idea of a dill tisane, I can't think of anything worse. It's like, that's um, like I death find... juice. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I want to talk a little bit about, like, grain yes, teas. Yes, please do. For instance, um, Matthew, what about like Korean toasted rice tea? Yeah, absolutely. I have had I've had the Korean toasted rice tea and the the corn tea, the oksusu cha. Mm-hmm. Those are barley tea, yeah. typical of East Asia. Uh, barley tea, yeah. Like anytime I'm in Japan in the summer, I will drink mugi cha barley tea every day. It's considered like the most cooling beverage. Oh, I love the flavor of roasted barley tea. I had a really good iced uh, roasted barley tea at Revel a couple, well, God, pre-pandemic, but I still remember it. You know, Matthew, I enjoyed researching this episode and spending time at Le Loire dans la Terre in my mind. Um, But the real bummer for me in researching this episode was in discovering that apparently the world thinks it's important enough that the world needs to know this, that, that fruit or fruit flavored tea can erode tooth enamel because it's very acidic. So does this mean like I shouldn't be having my red zinger? Because like that's really acidic stuff. Yeah, I don't think it means that because I think like people drink a lot of acidic beverages and I don't think for most people herbal tea is going to be like a big part of that. Like compared to like soda is very acidic, coffee lemonade fruit juices like yes i think like if you drank red zinger like non-stop all day long probably you're what if i swish with it like, as though it's a fluoride treatment maybe your dentist will have a have to have a talk with you like do okay. do that more i want to i want to like get get those get you those dentures <laughs> i've been promising you <laughs> i hear you started this new podcast spilled teeth but you still have all your original teeth so we got to do something about yeah. this I don't. I'm gonna um, let, let me talk about my crown some more because, like, I really like it. Yeah. Have you noticed an, an improved like tooth function? Um. Yeah. Maybe. Wait. Really? No. But it's it's just as good as the old tooth, and but you can sort of feel okay. that it's there. Okay. Hey, do you remember? Like, did your grandparents have like not dentures, but like a bridge? I think so. What's the difference? Like, I remember. Well, I think a bridge is just like a like a few teeth, whereas dentures would be, I think, maybe a, like a, a a larger a larger tray of teeth. I I don't really know what. Right. I'm talking Wife of the about, show, Lori likes to likes to talk about how her grandpa would take his teeth out and and put them in a cup, and how all the kids found this uh, like very scary and entertaining. My grandmother had a bridge. I remember, and she was very clear about calling it her bridge, not dentures. Okay. Yeah. So. So she, clearly she felt superior that she had a bridge and not dentures. Like that was a bridge too far. Oh, God. See what I did? <laughs> I mean, I do think like I've been thinking a lot about dentistry lately because like both both Lori and I had to have like serious dentistry for the first time since getting our wisdom teeth out, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to get old kind of dentistry. And mm-hmm. and like I do think like it is really annoying to like go and like get a crown or an implant and like pay a bunch of money and like sit in the dentist chair for a long time. But I I do think it really is a better system than the than the let's pull it and give give you dentures system. I think like dentistry mm-hmm. has improved a lot since that since that age. <laughs> I love how this is wound up. <laughs> so our dentistry show. Are you still afraid of dental emergencies? Because I don't think you have to be like they can do so much with reconstruction. You know, I was eating some sort of chewy fruit candy with June the other day, and I did suddenly think to myself, 
I just had some fillings replaced and I don't want to do yeah, that again. Yeah, <laughs> and like if this crown like fell off, I would be pretty upset. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, I, so what I did was I just kind of like sucked on the candy and didn't chew on it as much and still okay, ate it. Okay, good for you. That That's going to be my strategy. Okay, so anyway, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say like, you know, tooth enamel erosion from Red Zinger is maybe not a big societal problem. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, Matthew, you haven't done any research. No, I'm just, uh, like I said, I'm going out on this limb. Okay. Okay. Well, Matthew, that's about all I've got to say about teeth and dental teeth. Now, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, if you go on the Internet and search anything related to acidity and basicity, you will find so much crackpot cockamamie stuff about, like, you know, is your body too acidic or too alkaline? And, like, it's all total bullshit. <laughs> I had a really intelligent friend tell me a few years ago that all the fizzy water that I was drinking was like was bad for me. Like the bubbles could get in my bloodstream or something. (laughs) And I was like, that's not how it works. I mean, I think there probably are reasons that like drinking lots of fizzy water could be problematic. I don't know. But it's not like it's the thing of like, you know, worrying about like, is my system acidic or like too acidic or too alkaline that like has no basis in fact homeostasis Mm -hmm. yeah we have homeostasis also i I saw like uh i was looking up like what is what is the ph of various kinds of tea because i wanted to know like are these fruit infused teas like really acidic which which they are fairly acidic but like i i found like allegedly like like matcha like someone said had like a ph of 10 which is like baking soda (laughs) (laughs) so that would taste so gross Anyway. Okay. All right. Matthew, do you have anything else for us? Let's do 45 more minutes about dentistry and herb- and herbal tea, <laughs> and then let's get to segments. Okay. Matthew, it's time for Now But Wow. I've got a I've got a great now, but wow, this week. I've got two. Like, uh, I was going to say one and a half, but... Wait a minute. You've got two? Yeah. Why don't we save one? Because one of them is not really a now, but wow, it's a it's a host, but oh. most. Oh, a host, but yeah. most. Okay, I can't wait. I, I literally just came up with that on the fly, and I'm so proud of myself <laughs> right now. You're so smart. <laughs> okay, so okay. My, my now, but wow is uh, from uh, Rishikesh Haraway, who is the host of Song Exploder and was the host mm-hmm. of, uh, was it called Home Cooking? Uh, yes, with Samin right. Nasrat. And uh, he has a new, fairly new newsletter that I, I believe it's not actually on Substack, but on a competitor, but that type of newsletter called Accept Cookies. And I love the name. And uh, <laughs> I love it that. is uh, about, quote, creative, delightful treats in the world of music and art, but also the world of food and sometimes actual cookies. And he recently introduced a feature called Snack Club, where everyone, every subscriber is invited to uh, treat get and try the same snack often a packaged cookie and uh, and then report back what what you thought about it oh my god this is so fun uh so wait where do we find it what's the url it's um rishikesh.bulletin.com that's h-r-i-s-h-i-k-e-s-h dot bulletin.com speaking of rishikesh her way i was listening to uh, a recent episode of song mm-hmm. exploder where they talked about the franz ferdinand song I take me out i love that episode i love that song that was so fun oh god that was so fun uh, really cool to hear how they, yeah, just to hear them unpack. Yeah, that. if you if you like that song, like listen to this episode because they play a tape of like the like the early Genesis like home recording of this song of like uh, Alex and uh, and maybe on a keyboard, yeah, and like one of the other members of Franz Ferdinand just like goofing around like like recording in their living room and coming up with the idea for the song. Very cool. I love that people save stuff like this. I know. When people have early demos of of songs from before they're famous, and especially from before like a highly digital era that we're living in now, did did these people just like have the the good sense to take themselves seriously enough to keep these recordings? That's a good question. I don't know. How did this happen? I don't know. A stroke of luck. I mean, how did they not at some point just like throw away all their old demo tapes? I don't know. I totally would. Like like writers do when they throw away all their teenage poetry. Should I I be like keeping my demos in case one of my songs hits it big? Yes. Okay. I mean, what what if Rishikesh Herway has you on Song Exploder and you don't have your demos? But on the other hand, like in, in my case, like what's the difference? 
difference between the demo and the actual song. Matthew, save it for your therapist. Okay. So uh, also, uh, so that's uh, the Accept Cookies newsletter. Speaking of newsletters, there's someone else that you should know about who has a new newsletter. It's me. It's me. Everybody, hi. Um, I'm host Molly. I decided earlier this year that I wanted to be writing online again, and I wanted um, I wanted a place to write online about all kinds of things, not just the food that I used to write about. And in particular, I wanted to write about stuff that I am really passionate about, which is a really wide range of things. So, um, so far, uh, at least as we're recording this episode, I've written about taking walks with my friend Ben, uh, David Byrne, and stuffed shells. So, who knows what's going to come next? Oh, wait, as we're recording, it's Monday. Does that mean the stuffed shells, I should have the stuffed shells... uh newsletter now you're gonna have it tomorrow yeah anyway it has been so much fun i'm building a really fun community over there which is something that it feels really different from the early days of or from the old blogging days it's just really fun the ways that people can interact and respond uh and i'm really excited about it all right i love this newsletter i i look for it every week it's called i've got a feeling where do they get it I thought you were saying it was called, I've Got a Feeling, Where Do They Get It? (laughs) It's called, called, I've Got a Feeling, But Where Did This Feeling Come From? (laughs) Starring host Molly. What part of my body does this feeling reside in? I mean, Um, that is something that does like happen more and more as you get older. Like, you're like, you know, I feel like something weird, but like, where? A referred pain. I'm going to yeah, do it. Exactly. My next newsletter is going to be called Referred Pain. Except in um, my case, it's it's less often referred pain and more often just like referred. Eh. Yeah. Okay. So you can find I've Got a Feeling, my new newsletter, at mollyweisenberg.substack.com. That's so easy. It is so easy. And yep. um, it is free for the moment. There will always be free content there, but there are also special features for paid subscribers. So thanks so much. I'm a paid subscriber. You are, Matthew. And God, Hi, I'm host me, Matthew. That was so sweet when you became a paid subscriber. You didn't have to do that, man. You read all my drafts. <laughs> that's that's true. But like, I, I just want to... I- I want to support. I want to see it show up in my inbox. I just want to be part of the community. Oh, wow. Thanks. I mean, I don't contribute anything to the community, but I just want to feel like part of it. Okay. Okay. Um, actually, just I wanted to tell you. So when I put I put up a thread for paid subscribers last Friday, oh, uh, just to see what would happen. I wanted people to tell me who their David Byrne was. Oh, I missed this, and I I want to tell you who oh, you, my David Byrne is. Oh, you didn't see it. You should go leave leave a comment. But anyway, there was a really fun discussion happening about Nico Case in there. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, my friend Kate uh, jumped into the comments with a wonderful story about Nico Case. So check it out. I was having a long discussion recently with mom of the show, Judy Amster about like who do we think are just the best singers ever irrespective of like whether we even like uh you know are are particularly into their music ourselves um just like who has like the most amazing voices we both agreed Aretha Franklin is number one yeah of course um but like uh, Nico Case both Nico Case definitely comes to mind and I'm, I'm not like uh you know someone who like listens to a lot of Nico Case, but what an incredible voice. And I do oh I do God. listen to a lot of her in the New Pornographers context. Who else was on the list? Oh, okay. Who else was on the list? Uh, just like all-time great singers. Something comes to mind for me is Freddie Mercury. Right Freddie off Mercury, I, I was, that was like my number two. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Mercury, uh, off the hook. Robert Plant. Yes. Marvin Gaye. Oh my God. Stevie Wonder. Okay. Um, God, wow! I love how available these are to you. Like just right at the tip. Well, we of your just tongue. we just had this conversation. We we had we had like a bit of debate about Van Morrison because uh, partly partly because I mm. find his voice to be a bit of an acquired taste for me, and also because he's like a garbage man. Um, <laughs> but your next conversation with your mom should be about like people <laughs> yeah, we're taking whose, requests. People whose voices are like, how did they decide they were going to be a singer? Okay, like Bob Dylan? Uh, like Bob Dylan, Axl Rose? Sure. Even Bruce Springsteen. I mean, people who I actually really like, sometimes you just listen to them and you're like, how the hell did they get... Like, I know I'm going to be a singer. Right. So I've had this conversation with with Doug, my my voice teacher, 
about how like, you know, a lot of the most beloved singers are not like technically great singers. They're people who like have something special or weird mm-hmm. or interesting or just like their personality comes through perfectly in their voice. Like it's not mm-hmm. about like, you know, hitting all the notes perfectly or having perfect technique, although there are successful singers you can say that about also. Would you say that David Byrne is like that? I, I think can David never Byrne de- is like that. Yeah. I can never decide if I think that he is like a, I mean, of course he is a technically good singer. He has made his voice work for him for like a 60 years. Wow. Is that but true? I don't know if it's quite that long. Let's find out I how old he is. I think it's probably close. Um, he's, no, he's probably like 65. That's my guess. But then there are times when like his voice is true. I think his voice is truly beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's true. Uh, 69. So yeah, no, I think David Byrne is a perfect example because like, like what I'm talking about is like the kind of singers that when you hear them, like they're unmistakable. Uh, yes. And like, you know, that is, that's typically a singer who like has something weird about their voice. And in the case of David Byrne, I would say he's got a warble. He's got a warble. Is yeah. that it? That's, that's, is that what he does? I mean, I don't think that's like the only thing that makes him unique. But when I think David Byrne and like, how do I know that it's David Byrne right away? He's got a warble. What is a warble sound? like? Do it for me. I don't. I don't think I. You know, he he like adjusts. Adjust isn't the right word, but he glides between pitch and like like warbles off pitch in a in a very uh, characteristic way. Um, mm. So like so I think this ain't no party. This ain't no disco. You know. You see. So there's there's a lot of notes in there that kind of aren't really notes, but sound okay. great. Like not. It didn't sound great when I did it, but when he does it. No, no, I get it. That's so interesting. I I wouldn't have called that a warble, but I know what you mean. I don't, I don't think warble is like the technical term for that. There's probably some technical term, but that's that's what I hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a fun side note. It is. Okay. So what do we call this segment? Oh, were we were we keeping that in the show? Oh, I thought so. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Well, that was really interesting. I think our listeners will enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I think some of them will. Uh, All right. Uh, okay. Our producer is Abby Circatella, and she can decide whether to, to keep that new untitled segment yeah. or not. Yeah. And you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, as always. And uh, you can, uh, I was going to say it again, I think I said this before, you can hook up with other people who like the show at uh, reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. It is a dating site for uh, and uh, just like no strings attached hookup site for spilled milk fans. It's actually just a nice place to talk about the show with other people who listen to the show. And like whatever else happens, like that's your business. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you uh, think, thank you. So wait, we like... I, I know, I know, I know. One, just one more thing. Like, oh, we don't, we're not a, like like the biggest podcast around, but we like we have a fair number of listeners, and uh, you know they they communicate with each other. Like, do you think two listen, spilled milk listeners have ever actually hooked up? Like, who met? Who met? Like, because they both because listened of to the, the show. show? Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's like, there's no way that has actually happened because, or I think they would have told us. They yeah, they know that's true. that they we would have told us in great detail. Yeah, not only would we have wanted to know that it happened, but we would have wanted the dirty deets. Okay, so, but if, like, you know, if we missed this somehow, get in touch. Contact at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, your source for... For decoctions, infusions, and, and contusions. D- dental things. And dental things. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Abby, edit that out. <laughs> hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.